0: If you don't get NordVPN.com slash Fightful, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to find out about your big life events, and I'm going to break the news. I'm going to scoop you. But if you do get NordVPN.com slash Fightful, you can change your virtual location with just one click. I won't be able to do that. I mean, honestly, I'm probably not going to anyway because I'm too busy watching all the great content that I have access to thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. But I might. I might threaten it for the sake of this read. And you don't want that, do you? I don't. I don't want to spend my time doing that, but you're going to force me into it. Four months free. 30-day money-back guarantee. Block online trackers. Block malware. Block annoying pop-up ads on all your devices. They've got three great tiers. Pass, a locker, a VPN. You can watch all your favorite shows abroad. Get pay-per-views at a much more affordable price with nordvpn.com slash Fightful. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, of Fightful here with a name you know, AEW referee Aubrey Edwards. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's
4: uh, early in the morning. I need probably another gallon of coffee, but I'm doing okay.
0: I did not drink caffeine before I came out here this morning, and I regret it, but I didn't eat anything either, and I don't want to, oh. you know, I don't want to be sick all day. But Are you but, one of
4: those people that gets hangry?
0: Right now, yes, <laughs> because... <laughs> Kidding right kidding. now, yes, <laughs> because I even got the you know the they're like here's the breakfast ticket for in the morning, and I was like, cool, I'll definitely be up early enough to use this. No, nope. I was not. Roll whatsoever.
4: out of bed. Oh, Aubrey's making me meet early. I so. mean, I find out the
0: hotel's <laughs> connected to this building, so I'm like, uh, no, I'm not waking up that early. Yeah, but but here we are. You were saying before we went on the air, you're a morning person, very much so. Have you always been a morning person?
4: I mean, I. I worked, like, an office job for a good 10, 12 years before I started in wrestling. So I'm very much used to the get up at 6 a.m., go through your routine, get in a car, commute, be in the office. You know, you're there 8 to 5, go home, hit the gym maybe, like, just the routine Monday through Friday. So when we started wrestling, I was like, wait, I'm not done working until midnight? Oh, God, what am I going to (laughs) do? What
0: all did you do at your office job?
4: Uh, I was a video game
0: developer. So I mean, like, specifically, like within those things like did you when you started out you probably i would assume you weren't at the same place you were or the same specific job title as when you ended
4: oh no not at all um so i went to college to get my undergrad in computer science yeah. so i'm traditionally a programmer and my first job i started as a programmer working in tools for art pipelines and stuff mm-hmm. so basically as art goes from what the artist makes to what the video game actually renders like there's bit there that needs to run and I was building that bit Um, so I did that and then eventually moved into what we call production in video Mm -hmm. games which is a lot like a manager focused on both resource management and people so you have a limited number of number of resources to make the game so number people you have a particular scope that you're trying to make and then you have a limited number of money right to bring in more people so you're sort of playing that puzzle constantly and trying to just make sure that you can actually get this game on time yeah. and on budget and not have to hire an army of people that you then have to lay off after so I did that primarily uh for my entire professional career so I worked at like four different places worked on 12 different games
0: and it's a pretty cool career to have I mean that that's one of those things that like when you're a kid you're like I want to be a video game tester, not realizing it is what it is. It's not very glamorous. Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. People are like, "Oh, you're working on video games." It's that like must be fun. It's like I still sit in a cubicle, guys. Like <laughs> yeah, it's still like you're still it's still hard work. Uh, like you worked on GM, right? Yeah, I did. That was sort of my project. So how like how did, did you bring that to them or did they say No. You, so come about? So uh, AW elite general manager
4: was built by a team called crystallized games. They're actually based in Toronto. I got to visit them for the first time when we went to Toronto. I was like, Hey, I've been like on discord with you guys for like the last two years. Can we actually like meet up? And we went and got Thai food. It was great. Anyway, I like to imagine
0: you as a discord troll. Like you're, you're in there. No, not at all. random discord. Not
4: at all. Not at all. Um, the more, the more chat programs I have, the more I'm like, Nope, 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 don't don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. Slack. Let's stay on Slack guys. Um, But those guys basically pitched the game to us, uh, very, very early prototype. So when you see an early prototype in a game, it's not pretty. It's just a lot of like Photoshopped art, let's just sort of get the idea across. And they pitched it to us, we negotiated a contract, and I oversaw development of that game. So I worked a lot on making sure that they were making the best decisions to hit their time and budget. So if they wanted art to go in one particular direction, I'd sort of use my experience to guide them where we needed to go. Uh, I've also worked a lot on the creative aspects, which is not something I had a lot of experience in. So when we were doing the season passes, I was the one writing
0: all the scripts for those. And I mean you've got that experience, that unique experience I'm not a writer but, <laughs> I mean still I mean you have the unique experience of being in and around the wrestling business that, I would imagine that most of those developers probably wouldn't generally have on every subject. So I mean, that's something you could lend an awful lot to.
4: It's nice because they had about two guys on the team that were big wrestling fans. So they were they were very like, okay, this is how this is gonna go. This is how this is gonna go. And then the other guys, it was, it's always interesting to sort of introduce someone to wrestling where you're kind of showing them the ropes, so to, so to speak. But uh, saying, like, no, we don't really do that. We, we do this sort of a thing. So uh, they, they were all big wrestling fans by the end of the development.
0: You went viral for your dancing background.
4: I did. I did. That was 22 so, years of my life.
0: That was – so. That, I mean, that surprised an awful lot of people, too. So – before, I mean, you were still refing. you were doing video game developing, and you were dancing. Explain to me, like, how that came about, because, I mean, you mentioned 22 years of your life, so you got started really early. I
4: did, I started I, dancing unless when Unless you're nine. secretly 60. No, no, I didn't, I have, no, 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 no. Um, no.
0: <laughs> I feel, I feel like I should, like, you were, like, my secret exposed. I'm,
4: I'm a journeyman, but, like, not that much go. of a journeyman. Um,
0: you figured me out. No, my God. You got the scoop.
4: So I started dancing when I was nine, and it was funny because my sister started dancing. She always wanted to be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll try this out, and four months later she quit, and then I stuck with it. Oh, okay. So it's always fun. Uh, but I did that until I was like 30, and I had a number of personal things happening in my life at the time, and I decided it was sort of time to walk away from it. Like ballet sort of wrecks your body quite a bit. So if I'm not making enough money for it to pay the bills because my job full-time was software development, if I'm not making enough money to pay the bills with ballet and my feet hurt all the time, how long can I actually do this, right? And, and truly enjoy it because if you're not doing something and, and enjoying it, why are you doing it? So I decided I was going to retire, fell into a deep depression because turns out uh, performing is a big outlet for me for expressing emotion. And I had a buddy who was working a local indie that I always went to and he's like, have you ever thought about I'm Like, why would I do that? Yeah. Like, it just seems kind of weird but there's actually a ton of parallels to ballet if you've ever seen like the nutcracker you always have someone like the sugar plum fairy in the front standing there and then you've got like a giant group of people in the back like posing and making them look nice so you're helping put over the person who's on the poster they're the person who's making the money so as a referee i'm essentially doing the same thing i'm just wearing pants now instead of tights
0: and i mean like you always hear it ain't ballet about wrestling i've known ballerinas and they, they will constantly tell me about how wrecked they are oh, dude. from doing the work that oh. it takes to be where they are. Yeah,
4: I, I don't think my my body will ever be the same. Like, it's a simple thing. Like, when I started going to the gym instead of dancing, doing a squat is difficult because my legs don't go straight. They go out. Oh, okay. So it's it's been interesting retraining my body in my 30s to do something completely different. And there's a lot of times where the ballet does come in to help like i have a lot of hip flexibility so when i'm going up and down and up and down in the ring uh it's not too terrible but i mean i do walk away with bruises every day yeah
0: yeah and i mean now you're featured weekly on national tv that is that is quite the adjustment from what you said being in a cubicle (laughs) to being on cable tv every week well
4: even from ballet because you spend three months uh rehearsing a two and a half minute piece that you perform for a couple days and then never again. Uh, So it's really interesting to be doing something different every week.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com Fightful.
2: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.
0: And I mean when you're when you're a part of these matches and like you said, you rehearsed for three months to do a two minute piece, now it's like you get together in the back, you're it's like, like, Hey, what are you guys doing? Cool, great, awesome. Doing, bam.
4: And then even then if you're in the ring and something's working, like that's one of the beauties of wrestling, right? Like you have that improv element to it. So if something's working, we kinda wanna go a different route, we wanna fill more time, like all of that and just having that happen. You don't get to improv in classical ballet
0: you have anybody that tries to crack you in the ring? I mean, we, we've seen some, some situations like that where people will just, they'll do what they can to make somebody in the ring who's not supposed to laugh, laugh, has that happened to you?
4: Uh, Nyla did it once. I'm shocked. Uh, I know, right, of all people. Yeah. Uh, we were on a podcast together called Hello from the Magic Tavern, where everyone plays like mythical characters. Yeah. And she was a cave explorer, and I was her like, beneficiary. And there was a point in the podcast, I'm trying to say like the short version of this, where there was a chair in the ceiling that fell and made me blind. So there was a wizard that gave my eyes back, and then I had four eyes. And then another chair fell from the ceiling. It's normal stuff. Just normal stuff. Uh, It's all improv. It's hilarious. It's a great podcast. So she ended up getting hit in the eye, and she rolls in, and she goes, A chair! A chair destroyed my vision! And I'm just like trying not to laugh. Because this stupid inside joke, and Ruby's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it."
0: <laughs> and I mean, now you're 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 doing so many different things with AEW—from the podcast to uh, helping with AEW Elite GM to refing in the ring. Are there any other duties that you have that we might not even know about?
4: I mean, I try and just fill in wherever I can. Uh, I really enjoy my job. They've given me a lot of opportunities and I want to help AEW be as successful as possible. So anytime there is something that comes up where someone needs help and it's just a matter of like reviewing something or I mean, really boring stuff. Like, hey, can you help us build our GDPR policy?
0: Think about it. Aubrey Everett, so much has happened since our camera went off. I,
4: I had someone go and get me a A cup of coffee, and I was so happy, and then I saw someone that I haven't seen in a while, got up and hugged them, and now it's all over your carpet.
0: Uh, I like the smell of coffee, to be honest with you. Good. I've never drank coffee, (laughs) but I love the smell of coffee. It's my favorite smell in the world. This is
4: how I survive.
0: I mean, well, my camera didn't survive. It's like it your, died. Your card is full. So what I'm doing is I'm going to blame Shaza McKenzie because it's,
4: that's, <laughs> what, that's what did she do? <laughs>
0: existed, existed in the world. I of my card. I, I love Shaza. I love Shaza. Listen, I am going to fight Shaza McKenzie in a diner one day. It's going to happen. It's I'll g- pay money to see that. Do you think that I stand a chance at beating I, her? I mean. Just- Shaz is tough. She is tough. She's tough. She is tough. I really wanted her to suck at wrestling that way I could control her. <laughs> but she's actually pretty good. But before we went off, before we abruptly went off the air, I said I wanted to do shooting softly. Yes. Which is the opposite of shooting hard. I want you to say some nice things about people Perfect. that I bring up. They're probably all true. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. She wants.
4: So much success, so much that she continues to work the dental job yes. in addition to everything she does at AEW. And I don't think people realize how much she wants it. Like when we were in uh, we went Bridgeport for Dynamite and then uh, Newark for Rampage, she flew home, Yes. did dental stuff, and then flew back the next morning. Flew mor- Frontier. Right, I because that. that was the earliest flight, and yeah. she needed to get to the dental office. So it's fascinating and so wonderful to see a strong woman in the role she is, also following her alternate passions and continuing to do it.
0: Maxwell Jacob Friedman.
4: Uh, I don't think there's a generational talent that is as good on the mic uh, and additionally as good in the ring as him.
0: Paul Turner.
4: Paul Turner is the most giving senior referee I have ever met. Like. There's a lot of times where a cool match could come in and he could just take it because he's senior ref and he does all the assignments. But he's like, you know what? You take this one, you take this one. He makes sure we all have something cool at every show. Or if you know, we ended up getting a squash in this one, we'll get something awesome in the next one. Like, he is the nicest guy, the nicest
0: guy. Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell. Worked in production. He's, man,
4: I really miss Keith Mitchell. He was good. He was so good and just so, he always smiled. Even when we're like three AM in Jacksonville.
0: Who else? Who else? Let me think. I'm looking over at him right now. Danhausen.
4: Danhausen is hilarious and makes people laugh and brings a lot of new eyes to wrestling.
0: He does. Like, the, the pandemic hurt a lot of people. I think a lot of people got to see exactly what he could do during the pandemic. I think that he made such a fantastic case for himself. Yes. During the pandemic, because he was like. Yeah, I can wrestle just fine. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good at wrestling, but yeah. also I can do something that nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. And it's very important. Who would you say is most instrumental in your career? My career? Yes. Oh, boy. Who helped you the most, both inside and outside of wrestling, to get where you are?
4: There's a lot of people, and I can't necessarily name just one, because there's particular points in my career where this person helped a lot and this person helped a lot. Like early on at AEW, Cody was a big help. Yeah. Uh, In the last year, I've actually been working a lot with Marty Elias just over text and whatnot, uh, doing tape studies, get feedback, all that sort of stuff. So uh, Chris Jericho, the entire time I've been at AEW, I'm so thankful for everything he's he's given me. Uh, I mean, there's so many people I could name who have done so many things for me that I think that would fill up the entirety of this memory card.
0: So just Shaza, apparently, because she took up like all the memory <laughs> on my card, apparently. I had that one interview, and I was like, it must have been her big-ass head. That's what it was. Oh. It had to be Shaza's big-ass head. Shaza
4: is so nice. No, I didn't say shoot softly on her. Oh. No, oh. Her. No, I
0: you
4: don't do bury. that to people. You should.
0: You really should. You should consider it. No. I think that'd be great.
4: No, Shaza's great. And, I mean, when she had the story about pre-pandemic where she had a whole month of yes, she bookings. Yes, just coming to the states and just killing it.
0: Despite the fact that I do want to like drop her face first over uh, over a stove that's turned on, like I was sad about that. <laughs> I was very sad. I think about we that.
4: all were. I love watching people who hustle, and I hate seeing things happen that are out of their control
0: I, I just hate the inconvenience more than anything because everybody hates to be inconvenienced but that is like the ultimate inconvenience
4: I think so but I'm very much a control what you can control type yeah. person okay, that's and fair. we couldn't really control the pandemic so I think she ended up making the most of it and she's still seeing a lot
0: of success you've made the most of things tell the people where they can find you what all you're up to you got the podcast as well
4: that's right you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ref Aubrey you can listen to the official podcast of all elite wrestling AEW unrestricted New episodes every Thursday on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Video episodes on Monday. And, of course, you can see me on Elevation, Dark, Dynamite, and Rampage. Weekly, I'm everywhere.
0: Aubrey, thank you so much for taking thank the Thank you. Time. Thank you. You dropped a nice scent of coffee You get that here. all day.
4: It's almost, uh, almost all dried up. It
0: smells so good, though. It really does. <laughs> Guys, until next time, we're out.
2: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.